another wonderful episode of God's Perspective in All Things. God's Perspective in All Things. And the topic we are going to be discussing today, or what we are going to be examining, is God's Perspective on Marriage. God's Perspective on Marriage. This is super timely because the institution of marriage is going through a very strong attack right now by the kingdom of darkness. And this is not far-fetched. It's in compliance with the word of the Lord regarding the end times. When the Antichrist is about to rise, according to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, if you read that place carefully, you discover that in the end time, the Antichrist will surface. The Antichrist will come forth and he will pervert everything that has to do with God. He will put himself or replace himself with whatever you know or you understand about God just to deceive many, just to take many away into destruction and damnation. The enemy of God, Satan, the prince of the air, is using information, knowledge, perverting the institution of God. And it is a strong attack on that which is of marriage right now. Hence, this podcast is timely and is to bring us to a point where we can see from God's perspective the original intent of God for this institution called marriage. God's perspective on marriage. Marriage, as many people say, is the only institution where you have the certificate before you begin to sit for classes. <laughs> you are given the certificate before you begin to sit for classes, do exam pass or fail. You already receive a certificate. Every other institution like the educational system you, you have to go to class, receive the lecture, do tests, do exams, write your papers, you know, do projects. Then, at the end of it all, you are presented with a certificate that you have gone through all this and you are being certified to be grounded or to be knowledgeable, understand the discipline in which you are being given the certificate. That is different when it comes to marriage. The marriage, the first day, you are given the certificate that you have been married. Then you start class. And that's why the enemy is attacking this institution because it's about the very first institution that God established in the Bible. And it's very important for humanity. If it's not important, God wouldn't have brought it to be the first institution 
he introduced man to is very key, very important in the plans of God and his agenda on earth. Marriage, as seen from the book of Genesis, after God created all things, on the sixth day, he created man. Note it. God created all things that man will need. God created all things that man is to do. God created all things which man must supervise over. God created all things which man must coordinate. God created all things. The work that man must do was already on ground. Then God created man. Man was created on the sixth day. On the seventh day, after all creation, God rested. God rested. Then man was given instruction what to do. See these things, cultivate it, make sure the garden is doing fine, make sure everything is doing well, replenish, subdue. These are the instructions that God gave to man. To summarize all instructions is that man should dominate on earth. Rule like I rule in heaven. Your work here is an extension of my work in heaven because you have ever been with me from eternity. Now is the time that I need you to function. Now is the time I need my kingdom to reign on another planet called earth and I need you there. That was the reason God brought forth man from himself. He said, come, let us create man in our image after our likeness. Man had ever been with God. Man had ever been in God. That's why man cannot exist on earth without God. Just like you take the fish out of water, the sustainers of the fish is the water. You take the fish out of the water, the fish cannot exist. Give it time, it's going to die. The fish will die. The same way, the book of Acts chapter 17 makes it very clear. It says, in him we live, we move and have our being. In God, we live, we move and have our being. Man was brought out of God, just like the fish lives in water. When man loses sight of God, with time man will die. And that's what is happening. When man loses touch with God, with time man will die. Man will die. Man will stop to exist. Man will face the wrath of God. Man will lose the approval of God. And that's what is happening. That's what is happening right now. That's the reason there is a need for God to show up on earth and deliver man from destruction in the person of Jesus Christ. God the Father showed up as man in Christ Jesus to deliver man because man separated from God. Man separated from God. Man began to see things his own way, his own perspective. Man missed the mark. Man left the path that God channeled for him. Now because he has the power of choice, he decided to go his own way, separated from God. Give him time, he's going to die. Give him time, he's going to lose all. Give him time, he's going to face the wrath of God. 
So God created all things, gave man instruction what to do with all things. After he created man, he built a garden, he put man in there. After some time, when man continued to do and obey God in that garden, man named every animal, the birds of the air, every animal in the wilderness. God was bringing those animals to him, he named them. And he did exactly what God would have done. So man was living according to the will of God at that time until man decided to go with his own will because he had the power to choose. Man went with his own will and there was separation from God. So God instructed man and man was doing all of these things in the garden. There came a time God said it is not good for man to be alone. The issue of marriage started there. God saw man and said, for all these things I asked him to do, for all these things he's here to do on earth according to my agenda and my purpose, it is not good, even though everything he created, including man, was good. Up until that time, all things were good, until God said, it is not good for man. It was on the issue of marriage that God said, it is not good. It is not good. For man to be alone, it is not good. So God said, it is not good for this man because he needs an helpmate for everything I've created, for every animal, they could find mates. But man needs an helpmate to help him do and fulfill my agenda, my purpose for him, which he's already doing, but he's struggling. He needs help. For God to make that good, that was the introduction of marriage. The Bible said, and God put man to sleep, removed the rib from his side to create the woman. The moment man woke up, because he had the capacity of God, he was in the will of God. He could see like God. He could hear like God. He could think like God. He could execute tasks. He could make things happen by God. Just like God. He was like God. He recognized what God did. Although he was sleeping in the physical, his spirit was still one with God. When God was doing this thing, when God was creating the woman, the man knew in his spirit. So when he woke up to the realm where he needed to reign, he recognized what God did. He knew what God did. So he named her woman for she was taken out of me. And they started living together, doing what God wanted them to do together. That was the marriage. That was what marriage is all about. Let me say categorically here, now, before you go into marriage, and this is specifically for every man, before you go into marriage, you must recognize what God destined you for. Because your marriage will be based on that. Fulfilling that is the basis for your marriage. It's not just for you to procreate. You procreate, you give birth to likeness, you do that is the secondary assignment of man. It's secondary assignment. The primary assignment of man is to fulfill 
the purpose for which God has brought you here on earth, which you need to go to God to understand. You need to be one with God to understand it and to start doing it before the issue of marriage will come in. So that when your spouse comes, the woman will help you achieve that. Very important. And for every woman, this is specifically for every woman, you need to begin to ask God, as you are one with him, ask him, who do you want me to help? What do you want me to help with? So that when your man comes, you will recognize and know your purpose for that marriage. See, when this foundation is solid, when this foundation is intact, we will never have this issue of divorce. We will never have this issue of separation. Rancor and problems will decrease. Will there be problems in marriage? Yes, there might be because you are all coming from different backgrounds. You are not getting to know each other. The process of becoming one is God's process to make you one. It's God's process that you become one. It's not yours. Your focus is to be on God fulfilling your assignment. Our focus is to keep to God fulfilling your assignment of helping this man achieving what God wants him to achieve. Then your purpose or your process of becoming one is premised on God. God brought this woman to Adam. Adam recognized that and they started living, functioning, fulfilling what God wanted them to fulfill in the garden. Until the enemy, who knew that man would be successful? Who knew that man would bring pleasure to God? Who knew that man will take absolute care of the kingdom? or the extension of God's will here on earth, he will do the exact thing God wants him to do. Came in. Knowing the authority that man carries. Oh, knowing the gravity of their obedience to God. Knowing the benefits and the advantages that their being in alignment with God's will will bring on earth, in heaven, and to the creation he slipped in to deceive them. He slipped in. He coveted that authority. He slipped in to turn them against God. Take that authority away, turn them against God so that they can be like him because he had become an enemy of God right now. He wanted man to be like him instead of being like God. So he wanted man to be like him, Satan. He came in his subtleness. He came in he tempted the woman and in turn that temptation got to the man and they lost the authority to Satan. Glory be to God. Glory be to the Father sending Jesus to take that authority out of the hand of Satan and gave it back to man. So when we receive the life that is in Christ Jesus, the authority that we lost to the devil in the first place, which add great impact on marriage which is causing a lot of perversion in marriage today, that authority that was lost, Jesus came to restore it. So, when you receive the life of Jesus Christ, you have been restored. Your marriage will be restored. Marriage is part of what will be restored. In fact, your marriage will begin to blossom. When you begin to refocus your attention on whom you should refocus attention on. 
not your husband and your wife, not the business you're doing, not the work or the project in your hand, but on God. The husband will focus on God, the wife will focus on God. God will come again into that union. His project of making you one will blossom. It will blossom. I've discovered lately in the scripture what God liking marriage to. And I want us to go through that, see it from the scripture. God liking marriage to something on earth. And if only we can understand what he liking marriage to, then marriage will blossom in our hands. Marriage will function the way God has destined marriage to function. Come with me to the book of Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. I would love that we read from verse 22 all the way to the end. That's verse 22 all the way to verse 33. Ephesians chapter 5 verses 22 all the way to 33. But because of our time, I won't want to bore you with that. Please take your time to read and have an understanding. Jesus spoke to the church or spoke to us extensively regarding marriage regarding marriage which is likened to the love between Christ and the church is very important just want to take one verse and show you something and I'm talking to the husband as well as the wives if you want to mend our marriage if you want our marriage to be that which God ordained on earth and to function in that way and not go through the perversion that is going on right now listen to this Ephesians chapter 5, I will read from verse 25. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle, or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever ate his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. You see, marriage was likened to the love between Christ and the church. There is a clause I want to put attention to there. It says, the husband should love his wife as he loves his own body. There's one thing he does to his body. He nourishes that body and cherishes it so that he can present the body to himself. To himself, most of the times what causes this division and separation is that we find fault in each other. Husband find fault in the wife, wife find fault in the husband. And so they decide to go their separate ways. If there is no fault finding, which is one of the attributes of love, true love, true love does not find fault. True love covers multitude of sin. If we stop to find fault, if we stop to find fault in each other, marriage will stand. God's intention, Christ's love for the church, is to nourish and to cherish the church. 
so that he can make the church holy, presented to himself. It's key. I'm only showing you the perspective of God as regards marriage. God wants husband to cherish his body, cherish his wife. His body is his wife. The woman was taken from his rib to form another woman being an helpmate. As much as you will cherish your body and nourish your body to present it to yourself, the wife is to be cherished, nourished, presented to yourself. And he also gave the woman her own responsibility. Respect him. Respect him. You want him to love you? Create the environment for him to love you by you respecting him. Focus your attention on your responsibility. You want the woman to respect you as a man? Create the environment for her to respect you by loving her, nourish and cherish so that she can be without spot and wrinkle, not finding fault, no blemish presented to yourself. That is the process of becoming one which only God can work out. And once we are one, perversion will not come in. Once we are one, we will focus attention not on ourselves, but on the one who has sent us to achieve a purpose on earth. That is God's perspective. Love, love, love. No fault finding. There's still many more. If you want to understand more of the love of God, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, if we can constantly look at that and incorporate that into our way of life, definitely we will love just the way God wants us to love. We will respect our husbands as wives. Husbands will love their wives as Christ loved the church. Doing everything to nourish and cherish, present without blemish, without wrinkle, without any spot to himself until they are one fulfilling the purpose of God. Then we will be able to save the children, save the home, save the business, save the world at large. Once marriage is in problem, the home will be in problem, the life of the children will be shattered and our society will be in great mess. Evil will reign on earth. To curb that, to allow righteousness and the will of the Father to reign on earth, we must take care of ourselves, learn to love as male and as female, learn to love so that whatever we have, we'll be able to give to our children when we begin to go through the second phase of our marriage, our purpose for marriage, procreation. Once these children begin to come, they begin to see because children see more than they listen. They see and copy what the parents are doing more than the instruction the parents give to them. Remember the key point. Husbands and wife must desist from the act of finding for rather respect from the woman, love from the man, the man seeing his wife without blemish, without wrinkle, nourishing himself as he nourishes his body and cherishes his body so that they can become one and uphold the institution of marriage on earth. If this has been a blessing to you, please share with someone the other perspective of God on my podcast. Please subscribe and many more will come your way. Remain in God. Remain steadfast in His love. 
and keep the perspectives of God on. God bless you. See you on the next episode.